Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. Yeah, morning. <laughs> Lovely to be here with you, seeing lots of new faces. It's wonderful. Um, so I really trust that you enjoy the morning. Um, and it's wonderful. You obviously went to Sunday school. <laughs> How do I know that? <laughs> All the actions. Wonderful. Um, I'm just going to start with prayer. Um, Lord Jesus, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you for your joy and I thank you for your love. And I thank you, Father, as we have sung, spirit and truth come in together, Father God. We really pray that we just encounter you in the spirit, but also in your truth. As bring the word now, Father, your word living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword, Father God. It will bring change. It will bring a blessing, Father God. But more than just a blessing, Father God, it will bring transformation, Father God. And we expect that the preaching of your word, signs and wonders will follow. So I just thank you, Lord. So hold that in your hand, because if you're expecting something from the Lord, you come to church, and we do come to church to worship God, and that's great, but we also come to church sometimes because we're always in different seasons. You might be up and, hey, yay, or you might be low at the moment. Um, but whatever it is, you know, just we haven't given up seeking the Lord, even through the word. Keep pressing into him. Keep pressing in, and he will meet with you because it's not dependent on you, actually. So, yeah, so it's wonderful. So I'm just going to go through the readings for this week, and I'm picking up on the Psalms, Psalms 140 to 147, and these are the Psalms of David. Um, starting off when he was being persecuted or being chased by Saul and coming into breakthrough and into singing praises to God. So it's all about perseverance. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to start off with just saying a little story. It's not so much a story, maybe an analogy um, of my life, maybe a couple of weeks ago. And I'm very much somebody that sees in pictures, usually it's a picture that I would see. Even if I'm talking to somebody, I've got a little commentary going on in my head. <laughs> um, so this is a little part of my life. So a few weeks ago, I hit a brick wall. And I just saw, as I said, in pictures. So here I am. I was going to bring the deck chair, but I didn't. So you just have to use your mind as well, okay? <laughs> so here I am sitting in a fishing boat. And I'm sure you've all seen a fishing boat. It's not overly pleasant. Um, it's, there is purpose for it. It is a working vessel. That's what it's designed for, and that's what it's for. Colin would know more about boats than I do. But anyway, um, and I'm in the fishing boat. And in a sense, you could say, well, that's God's calling. That's God's purpose. Okay? Um, at one time, it was being used. But for this season, I'm sitting in a deck chair, and I've got my lovely hat on, my sunglasses, and I'm just reading a magazine. The fishing boat, or the boat I'm in, is still going forward. It's still moving forward. I'm not the skipper or the pilot. I think it's a skipper, isn't it, in a boat? Um, And we're just going along, not fast, and we're just going along steady speed. Okay, so that's a place of complacency. Another boat comes along, and I would say a cruise liner, but I don't want you to think of the Titanic, <laughs> anything like that. Um, but a yacht or something comes along, you know, and it looks good. My friends are there. Um, you know, it's fine. It's all positive. So I decide to change boats. I get into the lovely yacht, and it's fine, and all is well. And as we're going, and as it is in life with people... You know, people say things, and you don't immediately pick them up as discouraging. Sometimes they're positive, sometimes they're negative. But you're just doing life together, and it's all good, and it's all happy, and you're going in one direction. But all of a sudden, 
You think all these little things of life, and it could be the words that people speak to you. It could be, um, say, for example, insults. It could be disappointment, discouragement. They all come along, and they all take their toll on you. Okay? And we're just sailing along, happy and merrily. But all of a sudden, the weight of all of life hits you. And at that point, in a sense, you could say, in this lovely yacht, which was all going fine, suddenly hit, I'm not going to say an iceberg, but we hit, <laughs> um, we hit land. And what happened was, we all, obviously, the boat capsizes, and we all fall out. My friends and the people I'm there with, and we're all having a good time, some of them drown, some of them head off and swim in a different direction. And I'm there, and it's all fine. Well, when I say all fine, it's not all fine because we're all in the water. And all I've got is a rubber ring. But I know the direction to swim to. And I swim back to the fishing boat. And I start to swim. And I just, just felt you went to sea without your lifeboats. I was no good to the friends and the people I, w- I was with in this yacht. When, when time mattered, I had nothing to give them. Does that make sense? <laughs> um, but I knew how to save myself. And I knew that was to swim back to my fishing boat. And because the skipper of the boat, obviously, is Jesus. And this is, this is it with perseverance. Just... We need an anchor in our life. Whether you know the Lord, whether you don't know the Lord, whether you're saved or not, there has to be something that holds you. And thankfully, I am a Christian and I do know the Lord and I can take hold of him. When trouble hits me, I know where to run. And I run there and I hide there. And I'm so glad it's scriptures that hold me. And there's two scriptures. One of the scriptures is Jeremiah 29, 11. Anybody know it? Yeah, anybody want to quote it? <laughs> yep. Okay. It's gone. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, good response. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Wonderful scripture. Interaction here. Who holds on to that scripture? Yeah, there's quite a few of us. We hold on to it. Why do we hold on to that scripture? What is it in a sentence? Somebody just give me a sentence. Why do you hold on to that scripture? For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Anybody? Hope. Hope. Thank you, Pastor Jonathan. (laughs) Hope. It gives us hope. Hope. Some people seem to think this is an eternal thing, but actually it's hope for today. So I hold on to this scripture. Another scripture I hold on to is... The next one. <laughs> it is, for you are my inheritance, Lord. I'm, I have got it written down here, sorry. I need to find it. Yeah, Psalm 16, 5 to 8. So Psalm 16, 5 to 8. You alone are my inheritance. You are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. And that's another, something else I've been holding on to quite recently, knowing actually, no matter what happens to me in life, I know the Lord is my inheritance. He's given me a pleasant land. So everything 
life might look a disaster and you might be thinking it's going nowhere. But actually, I can lift up my eyes and know that actually there is a pleasant land. There is God's favor. There is God's goodness. And this is the same for David. David had to know the Lord because he was running to God. He was running away from Saul, but he was running to God. And we see in Psalm 140, there's a little process going on. Those who plot evil in their hearts. I'm not going to jump around, but I'm going to just go through the Psalms. Those who plot evil in their hearts and stir up trouble all day long, their tongues sting like a snake. Their venom, the venom of a viper drips from their lips. Oh, Lord, keep me from the hands of the wicked. Protect me from those who are violent. This is David now giving up a cry. He knows he's been persecuted. He's got words coming against him. He's got um, thoughts. Sometimes it's the thoughts in our own head that captivates us. It's the thoughts that cause us to fall down. And here's David into turmoil. So the thoughts of people, the speech, the actions, okay, there's a process going on here. And we have this process always going on with us in life, whether good times, bad times, there's this process. It starts with the head, comes out the mouth, and it affects the heart. Okay, and then we go on to Psalm 141. Still, Psalm 141, three to four. Take control of what I say, O Lord, and guard my lips. Don't let me drift towards evil or take part in acts of wickedness. Don't let me share in the delicacies of those who do wrong. And this is, again, if you think back to my little story of jumping in the boat, that's what I decided to do. I, I was delighting in the things that delight others. Okay, so, okay, I'm going, going on with the Lord. Nothing seems just just going on. But actually, um, here David is saying, you know, Lord, control, guard my mouth. Because what we speak affects our direction. Okay, So guard my mouth, Lord. Don't let me drift towards evil. And that's very easy, isn't it? Because as I said at the start, thought, speech, action. So you start thinking, oh, well, that looks fine over there. That looks a sunny place. That looks a great place. Starts with the thought. Comes out your mouth. And then there's an action. But David is here. He knows his God and he's saying, but Lord, don't let me drift towards sin. Don't let me drift towards wrongdoing. Okay. So moving on, Psalm 142. We get to a place sometimes in life. I pour out my complaints before him and tell him all my troubles. When I am overwhelmed, you alone know the way I should go. Wherever I go, my enemies have set traps for me. So again, we're just sensing David is overwhelmed here. I look for someone to come and help me, but no one gives me a passing thought. No one will help me. No one cares a bit what happens to me. Have you ever been in that place that you just think, actually, I feel everything's coming against me. There's nothing going right. And you're looking to people. You want somebody to come alongside you and lift you up and carry you. You want somebody to bring you a word of encouragement. You want somebody to just say, Liz, it will be okay. It will be fine. Andrea is going to be fine. Do you know? Have you been in that place? Mm -hmm. You want people to come along. But thankfully, if you know the Lord and you know his word, you know that people can't save you. People are not going to bring you out into that place into that inheritance, into that open land. That's only God can do that for you. 
And that's why it's important to have these words. For I know the plans I have for you. Lord, you've given me a good inheritance. You need these words in your life to be standing on when trouble hits you. Um, Don't look to the human. Then I pray to you, O Lord. I say, you are my place of refuge. You are all I really want in life. And it's funny, isn't it? When trouble hits, it's amazing, isn't it? Most of us fall on our knees and pray. I work in a hospital and I see people. And when there's trouble, they might not believe in God, but I will hear them say, well, I'll pray. (laughs) And that's still right and that's still valid. But yeah, so trouble hits. You pray to the Lord because he is the only one that's going to lift you up. He is the only one that's going to lift your hand. He's the only one that's going to bring you into a pleasant place. Hold on. I was in the sea on my own. My friends going off in their direction. But I had a rubber ring. And if you like, that was the Lord. It was only enough for me at that time. But it was enough to get me back to the Lord. Psalm 143. Verse 5. Actually, I've got lots of verses here. So, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm pausing because I'm going through just picking up the verses. I remember the days of old. I ponder on all your great works and think about what you have done. I lift my hands to you in prayer. I thirst for you as a parched land thirsts for rain. David didn't look back at his own victories. I ponder on all your great works and think about what you have done. Do you know it's not about what you've done? That's not going to hold you. Your works, your goodness, um, how pleasant you are, that's not going to hold you. But you need to look back and see, yes, this is what the Lord has done. The Lord has saved me from, I don't know, destruction. The Lord has saved me from bankruptcy. The Lord has healed me, you know. And there's lots of people here with lots of testimonies um, when I was going through this, thinking, you know, healing. Well, no, we'll come on to that in a minute. Anyway, um, I thirst for you as a parched land thirsts for the rain. Only when this trouble hits, isn't it, that you realize what you don't have. You realize all the time I was going along in this yacht or whatever, I I had not even a thought about lifeboats. It wasn't on my mind. I'm in the water. I'm not sinking. Thankfully, I can swim. And as I said, I know the direction to go. But all of a sudden, you think, ah, I should have had my lifeboat with me. I should have had something to give to others so that I could have saved them as well. It's not, unfortunately, that was about me. And I've got this little card. I was regretting the past and fearing the future. Suddenly, my Lord was speaking. My name is, I am. He paused. I waited. He continued. When you live in the past with its mistakes and regrets, it is hard. I'm not there. My name is not, I was. When you live in the future with its problems and fears, it is hard. I am not there. My name is not. I will be. When you live in this moment, it is not hard. I am here. My name is. I am. And it's just knowing that. So, yeah, so there's a longing. A longing in your heart starts to rise up. A longing for God. A longing for his salvation. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your gracious spirit lead me forward on a firm footing. Thankfully, if you know the Lord, you have a firm footing. You have his scriptures. You have his spirit. You have the shelter to run to. You have the refuge. People pass. People come and go. Words 
they're fleeting. They don't hold you for long, and that's what the world can give you. But actually, knowing a God, knowing the God who spoke, <laughs> let there be light. And he still speaks, and he still speaks into each and every one of your lives. Whether you know him or not, he is still speaking into your life. He died that you may have life and life in all its fullness. He died that you may have a refuge to run to. You don't have to be hit by the storms. And here we have David. Back to David. Sorry. He is my loving ally and my fortress, my tower of safety, my, ref- my rescuer. He is my shield and I take refuge in him. He makes the nation submit to him. But we have David here, as I said, just running back to the Lord, running back to his refuge, longing for God. At this point, it's not, he's turned away from his troubles. It's not about his troubles anymore, is it? If you read Psalm 144, it's not about, Lord, silence their mouths, bring disaster, bring, bring destruction on him. He's now starting to turn. He's starting to look, um, lift his eyes up to God. Because once you start praying, Lord, what is your will? Teach me to do your will. Your eyes suddenly stop looking at the things that are coming against you but they're slowly getting higher and higher. Verse 8. Verse 9. I will sing a new song to you, O God. I will sing your praises for your great victory to kings. You rescued your servant David from the fatal sword. So we're coming into victory now, and that's the case with our lives. It may seem a long time for you on your journey. Maybe weeks, it may be years, but God will come through for you just we're reading the psalms here as he did for david um morning i like this because i've read this somewhere else morning is coming morning has come actually in psalm 144 morning has come i love seeing the sunrise because i know when i see the sunrise god doesn't speak every morning in littlehampton 642 let the sun rise there's an order there's an order in life and there's an order in our life as well if we run to the lord Morning will come. The sun will rise. Am I making, are you making sense here? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so morning is coming. David realizes it. He's lifting his eyes up. We lift our eyes up. There's a rising up within him into Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God and my King. I praise your name forever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. So he's now giving glory to the Lord. Great is the Lord, awe-inspiring deeds, greatness, gracious is the Lord, righteous is, is, the, is the Lord. It's all lifting his eyes up now. And as I said, we can't, can't look back. Don't look back in regret. Because if you look back, if I start to look back even two weeks ago, my goodness, I'll still be, still be on the floor, still be in tears, you know, because it'd be like, Lord, this isn't going forward. But as I said, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about putting your trust. Where are you putting your trust this morning? Is it in the lovely yacht and the, and the fancy things of life, the promises of life, the promises of people? Are you putting your trust in the Lord? It might look a bit old. It might look a bit shabby. Um, might not look that appealing. The fishing boat, if you go past a fishing boat, it doesn't smell that great either. But actually, it's the place of security. It's a place of shelter. It's a place you need to go to. So it's not what we see in the natural here. It's about what's going on in the spirit, what's going on spiritually. Um, 
And I want to encourage you, think about that in your life. Where are you standing at the moment? Where are you putting your trust? Is it, in the, is it in the good things of life? Is it in your pay? Is it in your job? Is it in your friends? Is it in your family? Where is it you're putting your trust? Or is it in the Lord God Almighty that you can lift your eyes up and say, okay, there may be turmoil all around, but thank you, Lord. I know you and you are my refuge. You are my inheritance. And you will bring me out into a pleasant land because that is his word. The Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious to all. He, he is gracious in all he does. The Lord helps the fallen and lifts those bent beneath their loads. The eyes of the Lord look to you in hope. You give them their food as they need it. So now we're coming out into, so we've had David running away from the natural, turning, lifting his eyes up to the Lord, seeing where his help comes from, seeing where his hope comes from. Morning has broken. He's pressed through. He's persevered. He's come through that place of breakthrough. And he's now coming into a place of praising the Lord from Psalm 146, 147. Totally different. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God with my dying breath. Don't put your confidence in powerful people. There is no help for you there. When you breathe... When they breathe their last, they return to the earth, and all their plans die with them. But joyful are those who have, who have the God of Israel as their helper, those whose hope is in the Lord their God. Totally different now. He knows he's standing, his foot is sure, he's on the rock, and he knows the Lord. And, and again, let's just bring this back into our lives. I know there's plenty of people here. I think of Isabel. I think of Bob. Um, Vanessa, is she here? Um, all these people have gone through their own struggles in life. And I'm sure, like, I know with Isabel, her testimony, there's a point where, in a sense, she felt alone. There was a point where David felt alone. Everybody had deserted him. He was looking for somebody, but there was nobody. And I know when you're in a struggle, like, Isabel was believing for healing from the Lord. And I can imagine the people around her, well, I know the people around her were saying, well, that's not for now. They were negative words. It might have been Christians, but they weren't building her up. They weren't saying, actually, yes, God will do it. They were thinking, well, are you sure you should be coming off your medication? Are you sure you should be doing this? Are you sure? But Isabel was looking to her God. She knew that if God had said there is healing for you today, then she knew to press into it. Same for Rob and his job. I think a lot of Rob with his job because I I struggle with mine and I just think how he persevered to get up every morning and to go and drive a distance to do something that you don't like but actually you're just being faithful in it because you know in the small acts of faithfulness God will show his favor God will bring his blessing it's not give up sit down oh well hey ho let the world pass me by It's keep on doing good, keep on pressing in, keep on moving forward because God will come through for you. So Galatians 3, 13 to 14. (laughs) We'll finish with this. Forgetting what is behind and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Keep pressing into God. No matter what the season is in your life, keep pressing in. And you might not see anything happening. I haven't seen anything happen for years, my goodness. And I've been in a state of being passive. 
but I know my God. Know who you're trusting today. Know where, where is it I'm putting my trust? Where is it I'm putting my hope? Really, really just ponder on that and just think, okay, is there more to life than this? Everything may be fine. Lift your eyes up. Look higher. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.